are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome back to Locked On Brewers, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, where we talk about your favorite teams every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Check out my bio there to see everywhere I am covering the game of baseball. Also joining me is my co-host, Vinny Rotino. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Rotino and check him out as part of the pre- and post-game show for Valley Sports Wisconsin. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers and subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcast. Again, we post episodes five days a week, Monday through Friday. So if you're new to the podcast, make sure you go out there and subscribe as we get geared up for the postseason with your NL Central champion Brewers, who will be taking on the NL East uh, division winner, looking like the Braves at this point with a three-and-a-half game lead over the Phillies. So I uh, touched on that a little bit on Tuesday's podcast. If you want to go back and listen to that on who I think the Brewers would rather face in that series. So we talked about a lot of that on Tuesday's podcast, but I'm sure we'll be getting into more of that over the week and especially next week leading up to the NLDS, which doesn't start until next Friday. So got a lot to talk about between now and then. If there's anything you want to hear uh, me and Vinny discuss as far as postseason wise, please let us know at Lockdown Brewers on Twitter, and we'll be glad to talk about those on the podcast. But on today's episode, we'll be uh, doing a quick recap of Tuesday's game. Uh, another rough one against the Cardinals, but certainly the Brewers weren't going full bore in this one. The Cardinals win streak continues. We'll talk about that, uh, talk about some notes from the game and some injury news as well, uh, especially Willie Adamas, we'll get into a later in the episode. Uh, so we get getting into all of that today. But before we do, let me remind you this episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join me the next time I go live to get in on the action. That should be a lot of fun as we get into the postseason. Be jumping on Spotify Green Room app to watch some of those postseason games with you. So if you haven't already, make sure you download the app and follow me at shortstopball, same as my Twitter handle. You can follow me there on Spotify Green Room. All right, but let's start with Tuesday's game. And just honestly, not a lot to take out of this one. We'll talk about a couple other things uh, in the next segment. But, Vinny, I just want to start off talking about this run that the Cardinals are on. I know this is the Brewers podcast, but, I mean, pretty incredible what the Cardinals are doing, winning 17 straight, just taking that second in a wild card spot. I mean, this team looked dead in the water, you know, not too long ago. Um, they've won again, 17 in a row, uh, Vinny, I just want, you know, your thoughts on this run for the Cardinals and do you see them as a real postseason threat? I do. I definitely see them as a, a, a real postseason threat, just from the standpoint of they have to be the hottest hitting team in the major leagues right now. And then they're also doing the little things, right? They're moving runners over, they're stealing bases, they're running the bases well, they're playing defense. Their bullpen has been lights out. Um, the only thing they're missing really is starting pitching, right? I mean, I know Adam Wainwright's having a great year. I mean, and he goes out and puts up a, you know, a zero to three run outing almost every single time. And he's kind of willing himself into having a, another great season. Uh, but 
end of the day, he can still give up. These are the these are the kind of guys that in the playoffs they they they'll give up that mistake over the middle and a three run bomb is hit. You know, I I just don't see Wainwright being able to sustain this, but we'll see. I mean, right? I mean, we'll see when playoff time comes around. But yes, I see them as a, a serious threat just because of their lineup is so tough. I mean, they have everyone kind of playing really well and they're playing really together um, as far as their position group. And then again, the, their bullpen's great. So um, I see them as a real threat. I mean, I think all these teams, however, are going to be real threats. It's not going to be easy, um, but um, definitely the Cardinals are right there um, as far as a team that could, could win it all at this point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, they're doing a lot of this without Jack Flaherty. I know he's trying to work his way back a little bit there, but yeah, what Adam Wainwright has done has been just unbelievable. Uh, this team's really hot. We'll see if they continue it now, you know, especially with them clinching that second in a wild card spot. We'll see if maybe they uh, calm down a little bit the rest of the way. Maybe that cools them off going into the postseason. Uh, obviously not a Cardinals fan by any right. So don't want to see them get any of that playoff magic going uh, that they have that could possibly trip up the Brewers, although they wouldn't face them until uh, the NLCS, but uh, certainly don't want to face the Cardinals in the postseason with some of that, that voodoo magic that they have. Um, Vinny, I just want to ask you personally, you ever been on a team that's been on any kind of streak like that winning 17 straight. Do you remember the longest winning streak you've been on? Geez, no, no, I, I don't remember anything close to that. I mean, I've been on some teams where, you know, we'd rattle off, you know, some crazy win totals, like over the course of a month or over the course of a half of a season, but never in a row like that. That's pretty incredible. I mean, you always kind of run into a team or a starting pitcher that you're playing against that would kind of stop that. Um um, but yeah, I mean, it, absolutely incredible. I, I, I will say that I've heard that it's tough to sustain this kind of streak. And, it, and it's kind of hard on, on your team in general because your bullpen and your main bullpen arms are practically throwing every single night. And so that is one thing, I guess, if you could kind of look at it from glass half full type of thing as a Brewer fan for the Brewers or for whoever you know they play next that is something that is going to factor in, right? I mean, their bullpen is taxed at this point. Their main bullpen pieces are taxed. So um, I think they will have an opportunity to rest those guys at this point, but we'll see how they bounce back after that. Yeah, speaking of rest, we're going to talk about that after the break and what Council does the rest of the way and how he managed Tuesday's game. Before we do that, I'll remind you this episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Again, Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the Milwaukee Brewers or whatever your favorite team might be. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You'll have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the Lockdown Brewers podcast just through our Green Room conversations. So go download the free Spotify Green Room app now, available uh, on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group of your choice for the latest league updates. And follow me at shortstopball to be notified when my room goes live. That online is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron except for here where we're still watching baseball. 
But teams are back to start another football season. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. From football, baseball, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So, Vinny, I touched on this a little bit on Tuesday's podcast as well. The, you know, the rest versus rust um, kind of situation that you have to deal with when you clinch early. You know, we saw Brandon Woodruff go out on Tuesday, you know, four innings, 63 pitches, you know, got hit around a little bit, seven hits, uh, only gave up two runs, though, uh, no walks, three strikeouts. Uh, you know, what What do you take away from this start from Woodruff? I think I think the, the idea here is, you know, it's kind of like your next to last spring training start where you kind of get up to 60, 70 pitches, and then I'm hoping next time out – Council will let him go, you know, 80 pitches or so to get ramped up for the postseason. Yeah, 63 pitches, 44 strikes. I mean, he was sharp. I mean, I, he's never really had great off-speed breaking stuff. And so I think you saw, like I said, the hottest team in baseball kind of key on some of those breaking balls and spoil some some of his out pitches. And, I mean, you saw Dylan Carlson actually hit a – he's a really good fastball hitter. He's always been, even in the minor leagues – a home run 94 95 miles and I, I you know look I mean I don't think Woodruff had his a stuff tonight just in general um but yeah I mean it's good to, to see that he's executing pitches he's hitting spots like he's been able to do all year I think at the at the end of the day you're gonna want the version of Brandon Woodruff that's 96 99 right um in game one or two or whatever he's gonna start in the playoffs and um, just kind of roll with that. I, I, I have no concerns about Woodruff at this point. I think this, like you said, is kind of like a spring training uh, ramp up start. And um, I, I, I actually didn't mind, um, how, you know, just the whole approach to this game. Right. I just didn't mind it. Even that they lost. I, you never like to see him lose and you never like to see the St. Louis Cardinals play this well so close to the playoffs. Right. either but at the, at the end of the day uh I, I didn't mind just the whole approach to the game and Brandon Woodrow's approach and the pitch count and all that so I, I'm good with what happened tonight yeah and again you know it was a 2-2 game when he came out and then you know council goes with Gustave Milner Norris which no offense to those guys but that's probably the Brewers you know C maybe even D bullpen arm guys right now you know guys you probably are not going to see in a postseason series so you know, pretty, pretty obvious the Brewers weren't exactly going for the throat tonight of the Cardinals, which from a fan perspective is a little bit unfortunate, uh, especially, you know, they are a rival. I mean, they're going to clinch at some point, but you like to make them try to sweat it out a little bit here. But uh, certainly, you know, want to make sure everybody's fresh and rested for when it really matters in the postseason. Vinny, uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, too, but I think Woodruff's also kind of um, – you know, he's all, he's a competitor. He always wants to win, but I feel like he plays a lot off emotion 
And, you know, when there's really nothing on the line here, I feel like maybe that's probably hard for him to, to get up for this game. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, um, the dude pitches, I've said this all year. He's, he pitches his best in big moments. Um, and he just kind of wills himself to beat the other team in, in big spots and make a pitch and execute a pitch in big spots. And so, yeah, I, I definitely think like the fact that they've already clinched, they're probably, again, I'm speculating here, but they're probably taking the approach kind of in, going into these games, even though they're competing, they're just like ramping up to get ready for the playoffs. I do think that that definitely hinders kind of Brandon Woodruff's overall mindset and performance for each game or for this particular game. Uh, but yeah, so I, I think he'll, he'll be um, ready to go and ready to compete at his, at his best in the playoffs. Yeah. And I don't want to keep, you know, beating a dead horse here, but I want to get your perspective being a former player because, you know, the game of baseball is so mental and it's so mentally draining over an entire 162 game season I got to imagine it's hard for these guys to really go out there. And, you know, we talked about it on Monday, you know, these games are really meaningless. I mean, you can't, you can't improve your position in the playoffs. You can't lose your position in the playoffs. We already know where the Brewers are. I mean, these games are virtually meaningless right now. And, you know, when you've been in that mentality all year long of, you know, playing for winning a division, playing for the postseason, and all of a sudden you get a chance to kind of just sit back and relax I got to figure it's hard for these guys who are, you know, very competitive players and want to do best when they step on the field. I got to imagine that mindset, you know, relaxes for a little bit. It does. Yeah. I mean, it definitely does. I mean, um, you playing baseball, you, you play your best when you're competing to win and you're competing. Yeah. I mean, there's some sense of urgency that you need to win. Right. And that's when your individual performance always improves and always kind of uh, takes care of itself really at the end of the day, when you're competing to win and help 25, 26 other guys win um, and help the group win that, that is when you are playing at your best. So uh, I, I definitely think it takes away a little bit from, from that. So um, yeah, I mean, again, I, I think council will have these guys ready to compete in the playoffs. And I think that this team with I, I really do think having just like a more of a, a, a laxed approach and kind of get ready for the playoffs type of mindset is fine. I think it'll be fine. And I think it's smart to be honest with you, just to kind of make sure everyone's healthy, fresh and, and ready to go. All right. And then one more question from the game. And this one came from Kevin Cushing. He says, Benny, hi, can you explain the mechanics of the relay throw from Yelich to Wong, who's a second baseman and Yelich playing in left field to Narvaez? Why is Wong all the way over along the third baseline? Did Yelich miss Urias with the throw? What happened there? Yes, yeah, so I'm trying to remember the throw. Was Urias ahead of Wong or was Wong ahead of Urias? Yeah, I think Urias was further out in the outfield. Okay. Yeah. So that's called a, um, so that's a sure double. So um, when the ball is hitting the gap or down the lines with a runner on first base, then the shortstop and second base, second baseman go out in tandem. It's a tandem cutoff uh, where the second baseman will be a couple, maybe like 10 yards behind the shortstop. So that in the case of an overthrow from the outfielder, 
the second baseman, the guy that's coming up, the trail, the trail guy, the trail infielder there is going to get a nice big hop or even field that ball on a fly so that he can relay the, the throw home. And that's, that's essentially what it is. So same thing in left center, same thing in right center, although in right center, the second baseman will go out first and the shortstop will be behind him. Sometimes you see that switched up when the, when the shortstop has an absolute cannon for an arm. Sometimes the shortstop will always be the lead guy. Uh, but that's what you see there. It's it's called a, a, a tandem cutoff and relay play on a sure double with, um, well, I guess with a runner. Yeah, on a, on a sure double. They'll line up either to third if there's no one on first or they'll line up to home if there's someone on first. Hope that makes sense. Yeah, no, that, that <laughs> kind was of a long explanation. No, that yeah. was great because I, I never really understood that either. I mean, I've always seen it happen on a ball in the left field corner like that. But yeah, I mean, Urias and uh, Wong are essentially like 10 feet apart there. Um, and really, I just think Yelich is throwing it towards home in a line and it lined up with Wong and he grabbed it. You know, I'll, I'll ask a follow-up question. If Adamas is playing shortstop, do you think that's a different cutoff there? Oh, so that's the thing. So if Adamas is playing short, so I think did – because Adamas has the better arm. The only reason I say that is because Adamas, you know, clearly has a better arm than Arias. Um, the way the play looked, it looked like Yelich was just throwing it, and there's two guys there standing 10 feet away from each other, and the ball, you know, was better suited for Wong to catch it than Arias. So right. I don't necessarily – what that is. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to try and hit the – as an outfielder, you're going to try and hit the first guy. If you miss the first guy, then the second guy is there for a long hop, easy kind of catch and throw home, or – field it all the way on a fly so but ideally yes your shortstop is going to be the guy with the better arm you're going to want to hit the first guy um and so that's kind of how that plays out yeah. mm -hmm. good stuff there good question from kevin we'll take another break and then we'll come back and talk about the adamas and rowdy Teles injury updates the show is also brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. If you're looking for a fantastic tasting protein bar, then look no further. Built Bar has a ton of flavors, and it's not just your regular run-of-the-mill flavors. They have a wide variety of flavors from cookies and cream, coconut, almond toffee, peanut butter fudge, dark chocolate raspberry. They got a cookie dough uh, chunk that they just sent me that is really good. There's a ton of really interesting, really cool flavors you don't normally get in protein bars something that's going to give you a very unique taste, something that tastes good. And they're not hard as a rock like a lot of the other protein bars out there. Has a soft middle, so it's very easy to chew and easy to get down. Most of them only have about four to five grams of net carbs, so whether you like to take them before workout, after workout, as a meal replacement in the morning, or whether they're just a snack for you like they are for me, you can eat them anytime. I can't tell you enough how good they are, especially for a protein bar. So go to BuiltBar.com today, try a bunch of different flavors, Figure out which ones are your favorites. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your next order. Just go to BuiltBar.com today. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15. Okay, Vinny, so some unfortunate news just before the game on Tuesday with Willie Adamas being a late scratch with left quad tightness. They calling it precautionary. Vinny, I'm not really buying that, mainly because – he was in the lineup and then got pulled, you know, had it just been an off day for him, you know, he felt something and they pulled him out, then I wouldn't be as concerned as maybe I am. Um, but the fact that he was in the lineup, felt something during warmups, they pulled him. 
you know, I get, I get it. They pulled him as a precautionary. If he feels anything at this point, they're going to, but also the fact this keeps coming up, it's got me really concerned because he has clearly become the leader of this team. It can't have him banged up at all. The last week of the season going into the postseason, Benny. Definitely concerning. Um, yeah. I mean, this, this thing has become a nagging injury at this point. I mean, I, um, I don't know. I, at the same time, I kind of do buy the idea that it could be just very, 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 very slight tightness. And then they're, they're going to be precautionary. Um, and then that these games are just kind of like tune up games before the playoffs. So, I mean, you do want to get him, you know, playing, but at the same time, you want to be very, you know, be very, very cautious. Um, yeah, I mean, but at the end of the day, you don't want to see any kind of tightness, right? You, he's already been on the – he's already dealt with this thing twice, and you just want that quad to be, to be, uh, to be healthy, to be strong. I mean, he's got to be able to have some burst in the infield and be able to um, be able to range on balls, certainly in the playoffs. I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's concerning, but um, – I mean, I'm kind of 50-50 on whether or not I believe I, I believe that it's just totally precautionary. Um, but either way, it's it's concerning. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe it's precautionary and they pulled him, but I also believe it's a, it's a serious problem that's not going away. And that's what concerns me the most here. Yeah. Got to have Adamus ready uh, to go when it comes postseason time. You know, he just got those two home runs over the weekend. Looked like he was – starting to turn things back around, and now you got this again. So that's definitely troublesome. But on the good side of things, Rowdy Telez scheduled to play two games for the AAA Sounds this week over the next couple of days before rejoining the Brewers in Los Angeles. Uh, Council said they were trying to get him 15 at-bats. That will be a huge addition to get him back in the lineup. He's by far the best defensive first baseman the Brewers have, which I think will be huge come playoff time. So certainly hopeful to see Telez get back out there, get those at-bats, and get ready for the postseason. All right, Benny, I am no longer allowed to make predictions, so I am going to put the onus on you here. Will the Brewers stop the Cardinals' streak on Wednesday, you got Adrian Hauser going up against Michaelis. Hauser also likely pitching for a spot in the postseason rotation. If the if the, if the Cardinal streak is going to stop, the best chance is for it to stop tomorrow, right? Because Adrian Hauser has already thrown a complete game shutout against this, you know, right-handed heavy Cardinals team. He's dominant against right-handed hitters. He's got that really elite sinker. Uh, he's, he's kind of really honed in his ability to kind of attack right-handed hitters with that backdoor sinker. And then he can really have his way with them once he lands that pitch. So if it's going to stop, it's going to stop tomorrow, tomorrow. However, I'm going to predict that the Cardinals win out (laughs) and win 21 straight. Okay. Um, But um, just because you know what, that makes for a good story at the end of the day, I think goodness, it doesn't matter at this point. So um yeah, I, I do. I, I think Adrian Hauser is going to pitch well tomorrow. Um, I think he's locked in. I, I, I do agree with you. That's a really good point. That I didn't really think of. He's probably pitching for a spot in the rotation for the playoffs, and he's going to be he's going to be kind of locked in for this for the start. He's going to be competing uh, and, and competing at his best. Um, and at, at the end of the day, also the, there's a pride factor. In, in this whole thing. So, I mean, yes, the Brewers are just kind of tuning up 
and it's a little bit more relaxed, but at the same time, they don't want the Cardinals to, to have this crazy good winning streak going into the playoffs. They want to probably end it at some point. Um, so they can kind of say, Hey, you guys aren't that good. Um, <laughs> You had a good run, but let's 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 come back to reality. We'll see. Yeah, no, I certainly would love that, but I also love the idea of the Cardinals winning out the rest of the way and then losing that one game wild card uh, game. I think that would That's also great. be yeah. be great that as would well. Be phenomenal. So, yeah, if yeah. that can happen, I, I think that would that would also satisfy me uh, as well. But hopefully, the Brewers do get a win in that winning streak, put an end to it, and kind of relax the Cardinals a little bit. Maybe cool them off going into the postseason. But that will do it for this episode of Locked On Brewers. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Brewers. Follow me at ShortstopBall and Vinny at Vinny Retino. Also, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Locked On Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll talk to you next time. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.